Welcome to another edition of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 20. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Hi, guys. We have a recap of our weekend coming up. Had a little bit of fun. Figured we'd tell you about it. Headlines including MLB playoffs, NFL Week 3, Olympics of non-sports-related rivalries. Hoping for a good one. We have a new segment this week called Up a Wall. We'll explain more when we get there. And then Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 4. Matt lost last week by one, so he has a shooter. Matt, what'd you draw this week? We got 99 bananas. All right. You know how Tennessee, when they won a national title, they said, smells like 98? This smells like high school. Okay. Let's party. Action! Matt, what'd you say? That was an overreaction. What'd you say before that? <laughs> Matt and I went to Fargo for the weekend. People kept asking me, what are you doing in Fargo? Why are you going to Fargo? Honestly, to drink. It was. I just wanted a change of scenery, you know? I wanted to hit the road, see what the east side had to offer. All we did, I mean, is that what we did? Uh, we got there almost immediately, grabbed a beer. Herd and Horns, awesome setup. Yeah, thanks to Nick and the guys at Herd and Horns. And Zach and Chubbs, showed Matt Chubbs. Great dive in Fargo. If you're ever in the Fargo-Moorhead area, check out Herd and Horns and Chubbs. Great time. Matt was Jones into Gamble. I tried to talk him out of it several times. He insisted that we went and gambled. But the only place to gamble that we thought close enough was the Titty Club. So Matt and I used our God-given two legs and walked ourselves to the Titty Club. And by the time we got there, Matt had already lost the vouchers that were given to us by the great hosts we had. When we got into said titty club, or the entryway, I should say, Matt presented all of his cards out like he was doing a goddamn magic trick when the lady asked for his identification. And at that point, I knew the titty club was not for Matt. (laughs) So I said, I didn't walk all the way here for nothing. I'm going to grab a drink. I'll be right back. So I went in, and I had a drink. And it was wonderful, you know. Hung out for a minute. Saw what I needed to see. Went back outside briefly after, and Matt is gone. But thank God I found him. We survived the weekend. Short but sweet, but we had fun. Do you have any comment? Good night, Jim Kite, when I started ordering vodka Red Bull. <laughs> MLB 2020 playoffs are upon us. Fun fact for you, Matt. Five of six teams from the 2012 NL Central made the playoffs this year. Isn't there only five teams? The 2012 NL Central was comprised of the Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, Pirates, and Astros. All but the Pirates this year made the playoffs. Pirates opted out. Yeah. The AL got it started with Game 1 of the Wild Card Round on Tuesday. The Astros, White Sox, Rays, and Yankees were all victorious. Now let's shift our focus to Wednesday's game. One in particular, Matt. Something we can't just gloss over like we usually do. 
the Minnesota Twins have extended their playoff game losing streak to 18 games after 4-1 to one and 3-1 to one losses to the Cheaters, the Astros. What are your thoughts on that? It's absolutely unreal. The fact that they play in five and seven game series and they don't accidentally win one game. Because when a team's up three to three to zero, it's like an off day. They almost lose that game 95% of the time. You have to actively be like trying to lose. And I I like the twins. I, I feel bad for twins fans. I don't. See, that's I don't mind the Twins at all, but the fact that they just can't figure it out, because they've been okay, it's awful. They haven't won a game since 2004. You know what movie was number one in the box office the last time the Twins won a playoff game? Fast and the Furious. Okay, I was going to say, if you guess it on this next guess, I'll shave my head right now. Pirates of the Caribbean. <sighs> Shark Tale. Oh, Close. Do even, yeah, do you even remember that movie? Never watched it. You looked up what movie was top in in the box office, but not you don't can't remember what year. I think it was 04. Come on, Matt. Jordan, it was a rhetorical question. It was October of 2004. I was trying to spark conversation here. <laughs> Going fishing for a Weichel. Oh my god. Astros move on to play the winner of Cleveland and New York. But this podcast is all about helping people, man. As you know, I'm starting the support group for shitty fantasy football owners, and I think it's time I start one for Twins fans. I, you know, I'm not one myself, but it comes with the territory. The real question is, if their team name was the Minnesota John and Kate plus eights, does this happen? No, because they're playing in the independent leagues, if that's their name. The John and Kate plus eights? Or should I say the John and eight plus Kates? I was just about to ask where the name Twins comes from, and then I thought about it for like two seconds. Yeah, well, it's pretty discriminatory against triplets and quadruplets and everything beyond that. So maybe they should just think about changing their name. I don't know. It wouldn't happen to them. As of now, Miami beats the Cubs 5-1. to one. To go up 1-0 in that series. Atlanta beat the Reds 1-0 in 13 innings. There was a record number of strikeouts in that playoff game. As that 37 the last time I checked. So the Braves go up 1-0 over the Reds. Oakland ties up the series at one apiece with a win over the White Sox. And the Rays and Cardinals are currently leading. And the Yankees-Indians game is currently delayed. Can we back up to the Cubs game? Please enlighten me. Uh, well, I want you to enlighten me. I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I was at work, and I te- I saw when Hap hit a home run, and I texted you, that's my boy, Happer. And you're like, that happened 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, just check in. So you could throw me a bone. Like, what what went on with it? What is our bullpen shit? Basically, to- what happened is how I would assess the situation was Hendricks wasn't as efficient early on as he should be. Because usually he throws like 60 pitches and he's through five innings. Yeah, his pitch count was a concern of mine the whole time. He was like getting up to hundreds. He was at like 104 when he got into a little bit of a jam. And at that point I said, that's probably it for Hendricks. Nope, kept him in a little longer, which 
I mean, I respect he's the professor. You got to trust your guy and see if he can't get through it. And he didn't. And then they hit a bomb to go up three to one. And then, yeah, bullpen just uh, couldn't hold up. The thing is, the second home run, I will say, the wind was pissing from left to right. And that second home run, I mean, that win definitely like helped not to sit, not to take anything away from the home run, but it definitely carried it into a uh, shallow right for a home run. So, well, the alternative is going to the Cubs bullpen, which is it's playing Russian roulette. You're going to shoot yourself in the head five times out of six. Well, I blame all of this on you because you started dick jocking the Marlins from the get go, and everything you do or say on this podcast is cursed. So I'm blaming this one on you, Matt. I don't know if you have to do some voodoo or go to reconciliate goddamnation, but figure it out, okay? If I cross the threshold of a church, I might just spontaneously combust. Well, take one for the team. Week three of the NFL was, just as we suspected, starting out with the most boring game on television, Thursday night football. We have a real doozy tomorrow night as well, the Miami Dolphins. Beat up on the Jaguars. This was a game of Fitzmagic and future Fitzmagic. Minshew, Minshew is, he's a young Fitzmagic. The way he plays, the way he randomly throws for like 400 yards games. I like to see it, but that game was just a snooze fest. The second half was a snooze fest. The Dolphins went up 28, like 7 early on, I want to say, and... Ryan Fitzpatrick was out there running like a fullback. The next game we got is Chicago at Atlanta. Dan Quinn continues to just royally disappoint. The guy gave up like 20 or 15 straight points to Nick Foles, who came in in relief. Him and his tripod out there just slinging. Can you say Jim McMahon? Because he looks like Jim McMahon with his visor. Pretty badass. Yeah, big-time Nick Foles guy. I don't mind Mitchell Trubisky either, but you got to go with the hot hand. Next game, we go to Buffalo versus the Rams. Shootout, Buffalo wins. Dare I say it, Jared Allen? Not Jared Allen. (laughs) Josh Allen. Borderline MVP right now. It's early, but he's definitely in the conversation. He's doing it all. Um, the least interesting game besides the Thursday night game is the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. The only thing I can take away from that is that OBJ plays too much video games. Well, there is a congratulations in order for the Cleveland Browns who have a winning record for the first time in six years at a whopping two and one. It dates all the way back to 2014 and week 15. Do you remember? Oh, week 15, 24. That's pretty good. Um, They're sitting at 7-6, and so it'd be a real shame if they didn't finish above 500 this season. I just have a gut feeling they're not going to. Did you remember last year when they had the Bud Light fridges with chains around them in Cleveland? And when the uh, Browns won win their first game, they get to unlock it, everyone gets free Bud Light, and they tied the first game. Everyone in Cleveland's like, oh, shit! Skyline Chili, anyone? (laughs) Next game, we go to Las Vegas and New England. The Raiders are no longer undefeated. They ran into the buzzsaw that is Bill Belichick. 
and Rex Burkhead. The fact that they just... I have two New England running backs on my fantasy team, and I just, I'm over it. I'm dropping them. Remember, like, Jonas Gray? Yeah, Notre Dame alum. Scores four touchdowns and gets cut four days later. That's the Patriots for you. I bet you Rex Burkhead gets deep-dived on the bench for the rest of the year until the playoffs. He's probably going to win them the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, San Francisco beat the breaks off the Giants. Nick Mullins had the second-most passing yards in the NFL this week. Nick Mullins went to, like, Southern Miss. He is an average quarterback at best. And 49ers just tarred and feathered them. Absolute destruction. You know what Nick Mullins has, man? He has heart, and he's got grit. That's what he's got, man. You know who the leading rusher for the Giants is? Jabril Preppers. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Jones. Hey, (laughs) ya boy. Next game that we go to is your Minnesota Vikings losing a heartbreaker to the Tennessee Titans. What do you got? Just like my fantasy football team, the Minnesota Vikings are 0-3. And I personally blame Lizzo. Had she gotten yet another new man on the team, then I don't think we'd be here today. She could also help with our D-line issues and stop the run. So, the Vikings, they just stink. Um, Kirk Cousins needs to figure it out. Uh, Justin Jefferson, though, you got another receiver on your hands. That dude can play. Yeah, I... To be honest with you, I'm not giving up on the Vikings. I know they're 0-3. The chances of making the playoff is like less than 2%. But, I don't know, Daniil Hunter's got to come back at some point. I think they are figuring it out slowly. But surely, like I keep saying, it just wasn't the right year for them to have a record 15 draft picks and try to get them ready without any preseason. Unfortunately, this is where we're at. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to cower on the Vikes. Still going to root for them every week. Um, 0-3 is not good. But they hit the road to take on the 0-3 Texans this Sunday. So that's a noon kickoff from NRG Stadium in Houston. You never know. It would be a great story if they could turn it around. We will see. Biggest dumpster fire of the week. Philadelphia versus the Bengals. Carson Wentz continues to unimpress people. I wrote down a note that Joe Burrow is playing behind the line in the longest yard when they give up on him and just let everyone through. The guy got killed. I don't know if you saw the hit, but I thought he was dead for a second. Well, when you spend the first overall pick on a quarterback, uh, that means you didn't take a lineman. So there are consequences. They do have the youngest line in the NFL. I would say the future's bright, but they are... Lacking talent, so not looking great. Also, Doug Peterson, after he won a Super Bowl, wrote a book called Fearless. Doug Peterson also was about to punt on a 57-yard field goal with 15 seconds left in overtime. Yeah, watch out for T. Higgins. Doug Peterson, severely overrated. The fact that he won a Super Bowl means he'll stick around for a couple more years, but that guy could be fired any second. 
Doug Peterson. I just don't like the name. Basic. It sounds like a guy that made up a name to become a bookie. Just goes by Doug Peterson as a fake name. We got the Watt Bowl. Houston versus the Steelers. Oh, my God. The Watt Bowl. Yeah, the only relevant Watts are the only ones who aren't named J.J. I am so sick and tired of these J.J. Watt believers, okay? he's hasn't had a full season in multiple years, and he didn't really do very well when he was healthy. I mean, he was ranked number one at one point in the NFL Top 100. I don't know how. He plays for the Texans. They stink. They're terrible. Yeah, T.J. Watt is head and shoulders better than J.J. now, and... Yep. Derek, the fact that he flipped the script and didn't go by DJ makes him probably my favorite WAP brother. Yeah, Subway commercials. Drive me up a wall. We'll get to there soon. The New York Jets dropped another barn burner to a very bad Indiana Indianapolis team. 36-7. to Oh, yeah. Saw that in Pontiac. The third leading receiver on CBS Sports at one time for the Jets said unknown player. That's how thin they are at wide receiver this year. They grabbed the guy that's only job is to catch feral cats in the basement of the Meadowlands to be their wide receiver for the first half. If Longfellow Deeds would have taken over as owner back in the day, I don't think the Jets would be in the spot right now. I like the reference, but that quarterback in the movie, his dad beat the shit out of him. Matt, they would have rebuilt by then and taken Patrick Mahomes. Maybe that's why Sam Darnold's head's so big. His dad just beat him with a belt. Next, we move on to my Carolina Panthers. First win of the year. Not great win, though. Justin Herbert looked far better than Teddy Bridgewater. Basically, stat-wise, Los Angeles should have won the game. Carolina's defense showed up. Other than that, I don't have a lot of takeaways from it. Glad you brought up your boy, Teddy. As you may know, Matt and I have a $50 bet on who does better between Kirk Cousins and Teddy Bridgewater. It's between yards and touchdowns with quarterback rating as the tiebreaker. After three weeks, Teddy Bridgewater has 871 yards, two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 97.1. Whilst Kirk has 625 yards, five touchdowns, and not as good of a quarterback rating as Teddy Bridgewater, I will tell you for free, Matt's currently winning after three weeks. Tampa Bay. Go fuck yourself. Back in the win column over Denver, who is just starting any quarterback that is over 6'4 at this point. Give me Blake Bortles this Thursday or give me death. That's in the Constitution. Detroit and Arizona, (laughs) not interested. (laughs) Dallas, Seattle, that was an awesome game to watch. Dak threw for 472 yards. Russ threw for five touchdowns. Defense was non-existent except for when DK Metcalf just gave up and the guy forced a fumble at the two-yard line. Yeah, Russ, that was the defensive play of the game, and it's because DK Metcalf's a moron. Russell Wilson has an NFL record 14 touchdown passes through three games. Um, I don't know if you can crunch numbers, Matt. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Green Bay moved to 3-0. The NFC North is looking pretty good. Yeah, they are. 
Also, Matt LaFleur might be the best NFL coach ever. He is 16 and 3 so far as a head of and a, a head coach. I haven't seen this good of coaching since Patches O'Houlihan <laughs> brought his cousin Peter LaFleur to the World Dodgeball Championships and upset Global Gym. Average Joe's Gymnasium. Kansas shitty beat the shit out of Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, very underwhelming. But I did take 267th out of 198,000 on DraftKings, so I am all in on DraftKings, and I am ready to be hurt again. Nice. Good for you, Matt. Way to, way to be strong. Shall we get into Olympics this week, Matthew? Let's do it. This week we did Olympics of non-sport rivalries. Basically any rivalry you can think of that is non-sport related. Matt, why don't you go ahead and get started? I didn't have any did not qualifies this week because I didn't prepare at all. Lost in the medal round. Police versus firefighters. Ooh. Softball games. They're always at each other's throats. I don't know if that's actually true. I'm judging from just what I've seen in comedy TV shows, but I think they hate each other. Yep, you're dead on with that one. Uh, Once again, this Olympics is a No Brains, No Headache podcast open for interpretation, so just roll with the bunches, people. Sit back and relax. My lost in the middle round, shout out for all you ladies out there, Brad Pitt versus Leo. Gun to my head, I don't know if I could choose just one. Leo, hands down. Yeah, but then you got Brad Pitt there. It's just like, whoa. You know what I mean? Fight Club. What other movie? Matt, I'm not going to sit here and list Brad Pitt movies for you all day, okay? Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Thirteen, A River Runs Through It. Okay, he's eating in all of his movies. He is an icon. So is Leo. The Beach, Inception, Titanic, Inception, Great actors all around. I don't know if I could choose one or the other. Great rivalry. They both did it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood recently. Wow. Fantastic film. Undersold the pageantry. I don't know why Will Smith's not part of that rivalry. My bronze medal. DC versus Marvel. It's a rivalry, but DC just keeps putting out these huge flaming dumpster fires of movies while Marvel just keeps knocking it out of the park. To be honest, I, I I consider myself a movie buff, but I couldn't tell you the difference between the two. Avengers is Marvel, DC is Justice League. Okay, yep, you're right. <laughs> That's basically all you need to who, know. Who made the shitty uh, Batman versus Superman? Who did that? DC. Okay, yep, no, Matt, you are exactly right. That should almost be a gold right there. Yeah, see, I, I'm like a sucker for any superhero movie, and I watched... The Justice League, and I didn't even finish it. I just shut it off. It was so bad. Where Avengers, you got people giving standing ovations in the movie theaters and, like, crying. A lot of crying. DC, people were just ripping bumps of cocaine and leaving. You know, you got to pick your crowd. You got to pick your crowd very carefully. My bronze medal round of Olympics of non-sports rivalries. Gambling versus my wallet. Now, it's a very high and low situation. Love and hate, if you will. 
it's it's a true test of my zen. You, you got to be zen with the gambling versus the wallet. I'd say overall, I'm probably down. <laughs> um, Same. And, and if I am up, it's about four dollars. <laughs> oh, when I am up, I'm gonna lose it immediately. That's why I like won in DraftKings. I'm ready to be hurt again. I just know I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, I mean, this bronze round could really be interpreted as other things like, you know, having fun or retiring at a decent age. You know, you got to choose between the two, and it's a really good rivalry. My silver medal is Mormons versus having fun. Wow, Matthew. All I can tell you is Mormons are a bunch of price-gouging son-of-a-guns. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I was just thinking off the top of my head, and I know they are probably good people, but they don't do anything fun. Wow, you, it sounds like you really meant it when you said, I know they are probably good people. Jordan, eat a dick. <laughs> Who's your silver, you sack of shit? I'm just saying, if you want your kid to succeed in sales, just drop him off in Utah for a year, and he'll become a door-to-door salesman. Or he'll like become part of, of a cult. Well... Can't have them both. Every good cult starts in Utah. It's true. My silver round is drunkenness versus rationality. Um, It's just really a constant battle there. Um, Friday night, Saturday night, Monday through Thursday. It's especially tough if you drink, I'm going to tell you that, to battle the uh, rationality versus drunkenness. You'd be better off if you didn't drink. But I don't think that is the crowd I'm talking to right now. My gold medal, California versus the rest of the United <laughs> States. I'm glad you went geographical here. <laughs> because absolutely everyone from non-California hates Californians. California hates California. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how was your day at the beach? I stepped on a heroin needle. Like... Oh, yeah, we have nice vineyards and wines. Wine's not that good. I don't want to be the one to break it to you. Send me down to St. Louis. Let me tour the Bush Light Factory. You want to know how I know wine isn't that good? Matt and I have had a half, fuck it, three-quarter bottle of wine sitting in the studio this whole time for over a month. We haven't even looked at it. Shout out Joe Berger who brought that over, though. Yeah, you think it's still good? I mean, it's probably, like, vodka by now. I don't know how wine works, but... I know how wine works. It works as a headache in the morning. I got a sauna in the kitchen. Not a wine guy, but I know you got to keep it hot. <laughs> I don't know if my goal is a no-brainer here, but you can be the judge of that. My gold medal is North versus South in the Civil War. Oh, I love it. Now, I'm glad how things panned out the way they did. But you can't honestly sit here and tell me that there was a more intense rivalry. There was literally bloodshed between kin. Okay? So, I'm glad it panned out the way it did, but North versus South in the Civil War? Also, I don't get the people that are still, like, Confederate state truthers. The South remembers. That was 150 years ago. You weren't fucking alive. Get over it. Yeah, I think it's a historical thing, but yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. There you are for the Olympics of non-sport rivalries. Welcome to the new segment dubbed Up a Wall, where Matt and I tell you about things that drive us up a wall. 
Let's be honest, this is just a different name for Cleary's comments. Anyway, let's get into it. So Matt, I hate TV commercials. Very ironic because I am a marketing major, but I just can't stand them and the message they're trying to deliver sometimes. Example A is a butter slash margarine commercial. I really don't know the difference. Where they keep showing you instances where you would use this butter. Makes sense, right? You got toast, biscuits, corn, etc., What doesn't make sense is the ice cream scoop of butter that is being spread around a half of a bun. Who in their right mind likes that much butter? Who? The guys that need the butter to get out of the bathtub because they got stuck in it? Yeah, or the laundry chute. Either or. (laughs) One time. You get stuck in a laundry chute. One time. (laughs) Is it a butter commercial or a heart health awareness commercial? Because quite honestly, I can't tell. Thank you. The second commercial, that just boggled my mind. And I guess it does make sense, but is it's an oxymoron at heart. Is a small business advertisement advocating for small businesses, which I completely agree with. I'm sure you do too, Matt. We are seeing a massive shift from mom and pops to corporatism due to the shutdowns, and I don't think people realize that. The kicker and the point is, that at the very end of this commercial, you see proudly sponsored by Capital One. <laughs> this does add up because the small business will usually need financial support from larger entities. But this reminds me of a time young Jordan was in the eighth grade in health class. We were assigned to make anti-drinking posters. Imagine that in the eighth grade. We had anti-drinking posters. That really springboarded you into your drinking career. Yeah, just an upstanding citizen gets to bed by nine every night. In health class, we had this assignment, and at the bottom of my poster, what did I put? Please drink responsibly. It's just irresponsible marketing if you're making the same mistake as a middle schooler. They try to advocate for small businesses, yet they say it's sponsored by Capital One. I try to make an anti-drinking poster, yet I say, please drink responsibly. Which one is it going to be? Mine kind of relates to business. Yeah, I'm sure. Drives me up a wall. People that are religious with buying subscription boxes. Oh, Like, are you kidding? It's like, it's $200 worth of clothes for $40. Honestly, it's the internet. You find a shirt for $60, that's what it's marked at. You can go to any other website and get it for like 20 bucks. You don't need this subscription box to tell you what to wear or to send you random things. You can just go buy that huge-ass knife. That's because I bought a subscription knife. The Jack Hawk like, 9000? Well, it's like a shovel thing. It's an off-brand Jack Hawk 9000. Yeah, so I got it for two months, and... The next thing, it gave me, like, an ink quill and a pen. And the ink that came with this quill thing blew up and ruined one of my backpacks. So, technically, I'm out more than the subscription. Yeah, but it's the power of convenience, Matt. I would rather just conveniently be taking a shit and go on Amazon and buy something random. Yeah, but humans are stupid and they fall for the subscription 
which is just a reoccurring bank fee that you don't realize you have and you forget to cancel and you don't cancel and they just keep charging over and over and over and over. It's a trap, Matt. Don't fall for it. And I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Another thing that drives me up a wall is playing sports, coaching sports, and a parent comes up to you before first practice and says about his kid, he has a lot of heart. The kid is no undoubtedly going to be the worst player on your team. Yep. Maybe you should have a lot of heart in something else. Not everyone's going to be Deion Sanders. Hey, man, when I played midget football, we were called beefers, all right? I don't think kids these days can handle that. So what you should do if you're a coach out there, point to the fatties, say, you, 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 jog at home. Be a better world. I, I, I don't know. This Everyone's going soft. The kid has a lot of heart. Yeah, let's let him play basketball when he can't walk and chew gum. I don't know. Maybe he's good at computers. Let him stick to that. Don't give your kids to other people to watch for two hours when they're going to be clearly uninterested and suck at sport. Also, keeping it in the sports realm drives me up a wall that the guy who wears way too many accessories in that sport. I am ironically that guy when I play like city league basketball. You got to be that guy sometimes to up your game a little bit. But the guy that plays college football and has like arm sleeves, sweatband, like girdle thingy. He's, he's got the eye black that is just like smeared everywhere. Yeah. And he's like the coach's son that like, oh yeah, never plays a single down. He's got like a rainbow visor. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the ref let me keep my tinted visor, even though they're illegal in college. Yeah, the only reason he let you keep it is because you're not going to play a single down unless everyone on the team dies suddenly. <laughs> it's just absolutely... It's crazy. You don't need... Oh, yeah, I got this extra set of receiver gloves, even though I'm a backup linebacker where I have no chance of playing. Matt, are you wearing a, a white tiger shirt? Yeah, I liked Tigers before Tiger King, so... Isn't that the worst? I will credit you. You have had that shirt for a while. Have you noticed my um, bald eagle American flag flying over a waterfall shirt? Yep. Yeah. Same concept. We should rock these shirts more. I know. I, was, I have this one that has a lab on it. Okay. And then I have one that's a, a hamster. Oh, yeah, I have seen the hamster one. The but, hamster one kind of drives me up a wall. Yeah, but every time I wear it, people call me Otis, so I stopped wearing it. <laughs> I don't really get the reference, but... <laughs> At least they don't call you ham. You know what drives me up a goddamn wall? The guy who is going the wrong way in a bike lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're headed, let's just say, west in the lane and he's in the same lane as you headed east like he's going the wrong way i've honestly never seen that unless yeah I've, unless i've yeah. just south dakota attorney general the bunch of bikers without knowing well it. i almost south dakota attorney general fucking lance armstrong just testing his expansion and contraction to see if he can't get clipped by my mirror you know what take your granola bar and your gooch pad and tour to fuck off you know what i'm saying also, being that guy who says, that's a little joke I do after a joke that clearly doesn't land. Yeah, I'm that guy, okay? 
Sometimes I say, that's a little joke I do, after I do a little joke that nobody gets, and I say I do it. It's really a defense mechanism, but I hope it works, all right? Lance Armstrong, tour to fuck off, joke guy. I'm just completely flipping the whole spectrum on this. My brother Joe got a dog oh, DNA God. kit for his How many dog. times is this guy going to make an appearance on the podcast? I don't know. He keeps doing dumbass shit. Why do you need to know what your dog is? His dog sucks anyways. He can't have pillows in his house because his dog humps them. He's neutered. Yeah, that's a problem. His dog comes into any room and just knocks whatever's standing up over. And then looks at lights and just doesn't listen to anyone. Joe just goes, buddy, 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 as he's just tearing through the entire house. And then he posts pictures of his dog being the greatest fucking dog ever. No, your dog sucks. And everyone knows it. Things that drive me up a wall. I don't know how I related this to Rudy Rudiger, but I did. Wow, look at that. Joe Montana stopped a kidnapping in broad daylight inside of his house. Honestly, I could see Rudy just not doing that because he thought about it and just goes, oh, if my kid gets kidnapped, then I can make an entire career off of two plays and I could make like $40 million just selling jerseys about a guy that doesn't matter. The movie was good. You're a terrible human being. Joe Montana's the best. It all started when a young buck named Herbert Munt saw the promise of a new life and staked his claim to it the old-fashioned way. He stole it from the Eskimos. So you're telling me this guy made $40 million off of selling jerseys? I bet he made off of his likeness just going... He speaks everywhere. He's spoken in Bismarck. He signs Are we talking everything. about Rudy or Joe Montana? Rudy. Joe Montana, oh. national hero. Yeah. Stop the kidnapping. I was like, why does Joe Montana have to sell jerseys for the love of... Wow. No. Joe Montana, national hero. Notre Dame alum. And I'm looking off in the space. Wasn't Rudy in the movie Click? Yeah, he plays the fat son. Yeah. No. Yep. No, you're correct. No, he plays the stepdad who his wife marries after the fact. Still want to fight him. Yeah. And he was in the show The Strain, and he brought in this disease into the U.S. Matt, don't mention it. Every time you say something in this podcast, it's cursed. Okay? No more strains. No more viruses. No, Strain was a show about vampires. So maybe the coronavirus. This is a chicken and mentals podcast, okay? I need positive vibes and chicken. Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 4 is upon us. Matt, how did Week 3 end? Uh, not great for me. I had to take a shot at 99 Bananas. I'm hoping to get some revenge. Sweep you 5-0. and oh, Three shots next week. Let's go. All right, here we go. My quarterback pick. Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady. Uh, Josh Rosen's on the team if you wanted him. My quarterback. Digging deep here, Dak Prescott. Very nice pick. Like that pick. Big time Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. My running back. Got the Colts. Go with uh, Jonathan Taylor, please. I think I've had him twice now. Yep. 
You're hooking your plow to the old Jonathan Taylor. My wide receiver, Ravens. I will go with Marquise Brown. Sorry, are we going wide out or wide receiver? Uh, that would be my running back. So I will go with Mark Ingram. <laughs> or did I fuck it up? No, nope, I definitely okay. fucked it up. <laughs> so now we're on to wide receiver. Yep. <laughs> so Marquise Brown off the board. My wide receiver. You get the Titans? I got the Jets. Unknown player. He's their third leading receiver. Uh, Their leading receiver last week was Braxton Berrios. My receiver for the New York Jets, Chris Hogan. Hogan's heroes. Here we go. Fuck me. My receiver will be Jules Edelman. New England Patriots. Our Patriot helmet has an orange face mask. That's how you know it's real good quality. Tight end's the one. If you don't get a name brand, you have to just guess. You, you drafted a guy that had zero targets, zero catches last week. Oh, yeah. That's the way you do it. My tight end is from... The Lions. TJ Hawkinson? I will go with TJ Hawkinson, please. Honestly, every week I feel like I hate my picks. Uh, you... I don't know. I, uh, Ingram's kind of a horse piece. I mean, they got a three-headed monster. My tight end is... God damn it, Noah Fant. Wait, that's not bad. It's their best player right yeah. now. Okay, I was, I was thinking I was going to have to take, like, Jake Butt or something. All right. Flex pick is huge here. Oh, God, I type, I wrote down Noah Butt. <laughs> Noah Fant. Flex pick huge coming up. Yep. We got the St. Louis Rams, and I'll go with... Cooper Cup. Los Angeles Rams. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Isaac Bruce from the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis, LA, who gives a shit? Naga, Naga. Aaron Jones. Of the Green Bay Packers. I'll just wait for Devontae Adams to put up 250 yards and four touchdowns. Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 4. See how we do. That does it for Episode 20. From Matt and I, we really appreciate you listening along for this journey that we call No Brains, No Headache Podcast. If you want to follow us more, you can catch us on social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, you can listen on Apple. Feel free to rate and review us or follow us on Spotify. We'd appreciate that as well. Not really sure what the future holds for us, so it's going to be a surprise. Let's go with the flow. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.